Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries, where we show you how to work smarter, not harder, because busyness does not equal profitability. Join our conversations where we show you how to decrease stress, take more time off, and have more fun. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a personal practice coach for the Brady Group, and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe, and you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. Welcome. Uh, Kathleen and I are both here today. I am so happy to be back. I always get excited to get to do these podcasts with you, Amy. It's such a treat. Yeah, this is, I think this is really a highlight of my week. It's, it it's is fun. for me. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> today's the third in a series of podcasts. We uh, have been talking about the three fundamental systems that have been consistent with practices that we've seen succeed uh, in 2020 in spite of all the chaos. And to me, it's amazing to hear about the many dental practices that really exceeded their expectations and their 2019 revenue in 2020. I mean, even with the closures due to COVID and I mean, just that's crazy to me because everybody kind of just, you know, almost writes off 2020 as mm -hmm. oh, that was the COVID year, but really that's not true. And just even from learning from you and, and, and doing these podcasts, we kind of figured out that what they all had in common were, they had a vision and it was a very clear vision and they had effective team communication. Um, they were all on the same page with their team. And that's just huge when you look back at the actual, you know, profits and loss pages for these offices. Um, okay. So Amy, we're going to talk about what's, what was the third common thread that you figured out? Right. Back? Right. So the third component was an effective, profitable schedule. And uh, basically, those who built a schedule around their life, had a plan for their schedule that supported their vision, uh, are thriving. But those who, you know, on the other side of the coin, built their uh, schedule or ba basically built their life around their schedule and were just very reactive in scheduling, mm -hmm. they're not doing so great. And so week one of this series, we discussed what it looks like to have a clear, meaningful vision that guides, you know, every you know, day behaviors and actions. Well, last week, um, so I guess that was week two of this podcast, right. we focused on just really effective team communication and then kind of talked about how it's one thing to have a vision, but if you haven't created the right avenues to effectively communicate that vision, you really, you can't be on the same page. No. You won't be on the same page, but you really can't be if you haven't created that um, the vision in the first place. So back to the schedule. So what are the benefits in having structure um, instead of just filling in holes? Well, I think that's what a lot of people do is just fill white space. If there's white space on the schedule, it's a bad thing. But I, I want everybody to think a little bit differently here because a really, truly profitable, effective schedule is going to increase your production and collection. You know, overhead's going to go down. It allows for on-time appointments. We're able to do the majority of the daily production in the first half of the day. And that slower patient flow, actually, because we're doing... Uh, more comprehensive dentistry in the morning allows for even the admin team to do their uh, work, you know, hopefully even 80% of their work before the half, uh, you know, before lunchtime. Okay. And, I like uh, that. So it's 80% of the daily production occurs in the first four hours. Just even hearing you say that it kind of goes back to, I have some elementary school teachers mm 
and they get all of their main things done in the morning because they know a that's when everybody is, you know, their attention is there. Um, I just I think that's that's key. Just and just even comparing the two, it's like your attention's there. You everybody's you know in a better mood in the morning. They're ready to go as opposed to the afternoon. You kind of you know tend to not slack off, but it's just, you're, you're not maybe as in, in tune. Oh, that's a great example. I hadn't thought of that, but um, you know, you're right. It, I think in any industry or anything that we do, we're always going to be more focused, fresher in the morning. Uh, you know, if we, if we go out and have a big Mexican food lunch and come back and try and do a root canal, that's going to be tough in the dental office. And so uh, doing those procedures that require more focus and attention uh, when we want the office to be calm, we want to do that definitely in the morning. It, uh, you know, having a structured schedule, it allows us to be complete and on time and we're providing, you know, appropriate time for procedures. Mm -hmm. And it's also lower stress for, I mean, not only the dentist, but also the staff. Right. I mean, who wants to be, you know, running behind constantly? And I hear that all the time. You know, practices that, oh, it's normal for us to run 30 minutes behind. And it's normal because you allowed it to become your normal. Right. That's exactly right. But those are the same people who are acting as if they have no control, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't make any sense. And so also, you know, setting up the schedule so that we're blocking new patient slots and we can get them in within just a few days. Well, I think that's interesting because. I, I mean, I do have a lot of opportunity to call dental, dental practices just kind of across the country. And when we listen to those new patient calls, um, those that can't get in for a few days are, you know, they're hesitant to schedule because they, they're looking at their week in front of them right then. Um, it seems like there's a lot of missed opportunities. If, if you can't get them in within a few days, you might miss out altogether on a new patient. Yes, they are ready to come in now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't want to wait for a month. I was talking to a practice this morning and they said their next new patient opening is April. Uh, so I'm wow. thinking three months. Yeah, that there are some things wrong with that picture. One, I'm not sure they're really blocking those times. They might be putting, you know, if they are blocking and reserving times, especially for new patients, which we want to do, they're probably putting alternate treatment in there, maybe recare patients who have missed appointments and now want to come back in. Uh, or if they've got, you know, a an excess of maybe they have a ton of new patients, 50 a month, 60 a month. We can't have retention um, with that kind of a thing operating. And so maybe it's time to look at PPO situation and maybe wean off. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we don't want the doctor running from room to room. So if we look at that morning where we've got blocks reserved for longer, more involved procedures, uh, doctor can start, finish, stop. That's what we want to do. Right. Well, and from a patient perspective, I think the quality is much greater if my time with the doctor you know, he's not running out all the time. I mean, if you're left in the room, you, you know, kind of wonder what's, what's going on. I mean, if there was an emergency or your mind starts to wonder, and of course it's going to probably jump to something bad and you don't want to think about things that might be happening to other patients while you're, you know, in the position yourself of being the patient. So how do you put a schedule like this in place? Yeah. Logistics. It sounds good in theory, but I know a right. lot of people really have a hard time getting it going. And I think we've got to talk about the doctor's schedule first. We need to be realistic about the time it takes to do a procedure without any interruptions. Well, and if you don't know how long it takes, I mean, can you just maybe, you know, 
time your procedures to kind of get more of a, a realistic idea. So instead of blocking off two hours for a, whatever procedure, it maybe only took 45 minutes and you're kind of wasting part of your day scheduling longer. Does that make sense? Yes, because uh, there will be differing opinions. It's always interesting to me. I think doctors have an S on their chest. They think I can stop time uh, to do this emergency root canal and crown. And really, they only have 20 minutes and it puts everything else behind. Right. And so if we have a you know, not in the heat of the moment decision that we make as a team that this procedure takes this much time. And if we don't have that time allowed, we need to wait until we do. And uh, so you know, that's basically what we we want to do. I have practices all the time that will time their procedures. A great way to do that is to video record or just, you know, record your, your procedure. You can also see where we might be wasting time. Maybe we weren't prepared and we have to leave the room four times to get stuff. It, it really is eye-opening. And so if we're doing that, our procedures are performed in a start, finish, stop fashion. It uh, results in shorter, more efficient appointment times. And this applies to the afternoon as well, which you're going to have more traffic. Uh, but the doctors still should not be jumping from room to room. I mean, double booking in the afternoon should only happen if it's physically possible for the doctor and the assistant to work independently. Uh, or if there are multiple assistants and it doesn't require any doctor time. You know, for example, might schedule a healing check for implants and that could be handled by the doctor while the assistant delivers whitening trace. Okay. Okay. But do people normally book doubly? I mean, why is that? Because how can the doctor be in two places at once? That doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. Well, double booking is a, gosh, a lot of people double book for, for, a lot of different reasons. And it could be that um, they're concerned about people showing up. And they're like, I don't know if this guy's going to show up. So I'm going to double book next oh, to him. Okay. Yeah. And so what do we do if they all show up? It's just right. a mess. The other um, thing about double booking is, uh, you know, I think PPO offices, practices that are relying heavily on volume are uh -huh. used to double booking and really what that means is they're just keeping patients there longer. I mean, double booking doesn't magically speed you up. It doesn't. Well, that um, kind of sounds like a Jiffy Lube practice. <laughs> I really would rather not go to a Jiffy Lube kind of um, work ethic that uh, maybe would do. I don't know. Um, well, what about the hygienist schedule? So should there be some structure to support what she wants to accomplish with her day? Um, along with the doctor schedule? Yes. If we're going to structure the morning uh, for the doctor to allow our most profitable procedures, we want to minimize those interruptions. So that means hygiene should have uh, procedures in the morning that do not involve the doctor. That might mean uh, periodontal type procedures for hygienists. That would be scaling and root planing, maybe an alternating recare appointment that doesn't require an exam, sealants, uh, things like that. And then the afternoon should be recare. Okay. So, I mean, I, I do hear this from dental offices and just kind of vicariously when I'm listening to you coach offices also, what if they can't fill their hygienist schedule every day with things that don't involve the doctor? Good point. Because every practice is different based on the demographics, the age of their patients, you know, do they have a, a very young practice that grew up in the age of, uh, you know, fluoride sealants and, and braces and they're in very good shape or, you know, what are the demographics? And frankly, some hygienists, just some practices have different standards for uh, periodontal treatment. And so um, 
basically anything like that, make sure you're not scheduling it in the afternoon. And then as we discussed last week, have a morning huddle where you can orchestrate the day and maybe the doctor goes in to do the exam on a recare patient early while his restorative patient's getting numb. Basically just communicate so that you allow for flexibility to minimize the doctor's interruptions. Okay, so what's gonna be the first step to get an effective schedule in place, just kind of uh, making the most of everything that we've just kind of talked about? Right, so nuts and bolts here. The first thing as a team, I would sit down and, and identify what does a perfect day look like? Set up a physical template that represents your day, not just in your mind, yeah, we wanna do big stuff in the morning, blah, 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 but physically create a template. Now, maybe your software allows you to color code that, do whatever you know it takes to do that, and then apply your goals to the template. Um, so if we want to accomplish 80% of our daily production goal in the morning, let's break that down. If our daily production goal is $5,000, 80% of that's going to be $4,000. And the hourly goal, if we take that $4,000 divided by four, that's $1,000 an hour. And so that's um, specific when you're yeah. looking at a perfect day. You, okay. Absolutely. And do you write those amounts? I mean, do you kind of do that on your schedule too, or yeah, yes, you can? Okay. I would do that. Um, you know, again, you could put it within your template or if it's understood, maybe you even have a paper template printed out by every computer, but everybody ought to have that memorized and okay. know. Because it you shouldn't know. be secret. No, I mean, it shouldn't be secret. No, okay. anyone should be able to do that because here's what happens, Kathleen, when I talk with a practice and we'll say, okay, uh, and they're saying, oh yeah, we have all our boulders or our big production or, you know, more involved procedures in the morning. Um, but then we look at it and some days are scheduled to goal and some days aren't, but in their mind, well, our boulders are in the morning, but what we need to understand is what is the definition of a boulder? You know, and what is a boulder? I have no yeah, idea. And a boulder, you know, if we take the, uh, I'm glad you asked that. Um, if we take, uh, you know, the, the metaphor, the example of taking a, a, a glass jar and you've got uh, big rocks and you have pebbles and you have sand and you have water. What are we going to put in there first? You're going to put the big boulders. Yeah. Why, are, why do we want to do that? Yeah. Okay. We can just fit more in. Okay. If, if we're putting the little pebbles in, then there's no room for the big rocks. Okay. And so that's, you know, that term boulder, not everybody uses that or is familiar with it. But that basically means what is a big rock in our office? And in this example, we determined that, well, Whatever $4,000 looks like in the morning, that's a rock. That could be one patient. Um, that could be two patients. But as long as whatever we're scheduling in the morning equals that $1,000 per hour, that's what we want to do. Okay. Okay. Now you can, you know, if you're figuring this goal and you've got hygiene, you can back hygiene out of that practice, just subtract it from that, that hourly goal. Um and then, you know, in the afternoon, you're making up the other 20%. Or, you know, a lot of our practices say, you know what, I we're going to reach our goal in the first half of the day. So um, then you've got the afternoon for your adjustments, your, your seats, your, you know, uh, limited exams, things of that nature, consultations, planning appointments. So um, that's what we want to do. Now, we're not going to double book like we've talked about, just one column afternoon still, even though it's a little busier, there's more traffic, more patients. We're still structuring things for assistant time, however you want to do that. But for the doctor, it's start, finish, stop. Okay. okay. So this sounds like a great idea, 
But what if um, you can't get your patients to come in when you want them to? They, <laughs> they have a mind of their own. And what do you do then? The first thing we need to do is get out of the habit of asking patients, what's good for you? When do you want to come in? What does your schedule look like? But instead, say things like, uh, we have a time reserved, especially for this procedure where the doctor can give you 100% undivided attention. We do that at eight o'clock, Tuesdays or Thursdays. Which one would you like? Uh, focus on what's important you know, to the patient, which is their time, mm-hmm. um, their attention, their perception of value, which is getting the doctor's attention. Handoffs are really important as well. Doctors, hygienists, assistants, when you set your administrative team up for success by specifying exactly when you want to see them, that will make your admin team's job so much easier. So that might look like this. You know, I'd like to see Mrs. Jones my first eight o'clock in the morning for two hours so I can make the best use of her time with no interruptions. Well, it just it's like a big puzzle. And if we treat the schedule like a puzzle, if the piece doesn't fit, don't try and cram it in just because there's too many exceptions that could really mess it up. So but does that mean there's never an exception? <laughs> well, I want people to feel the freedom to use common sense. Okay. I mean, I can think of a patient that, um, you know, in the practice that, that I worked in that flew in to see us. And she would fly in, you know, once a month to, to see her family. And, uh, you know, she typically flew in on a Thursday afternoon. And um, we didn't work Fridays, but you know, she wanted to have implant surgery. She was paying us a lot of money and you know what? We made an exception, but, um, that's, you know, I mean, accommodate what makes sense. Okay. So if it's a patient that says he only wants 4 PM and he's choosing his dentist because he's basically, I guess, wanting his own way, he's probably not going to be the patient that really refers friends or family or follows through or, you know, so it might be better if you don't even take that patient. Well, that's a good point because patients will come when you're available. And I think, you know, our our concern is, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to lose patients because, you know, Bob always comes at 7 a.m. for for his, you know, recare appointment every six months. And if we are only doing, you know, scaling and root planning in the morning now, Bob may, ch- you know, choose another dentist. Well, like you said, Kathleen, if if our patients are choosing us based solely on the time that we have available and getting his way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Patients will come when you're available. That's well. That's and, exactly and then right. you also put, you know, it's it back to we're we're an amazing office and, you know, I'm sorry, but this is this is when we can see you. And that maybe takes that, you know, that off of. Yeah. And be confident. You know, I think uh, don't apologize and say, oh, I'm so sorry. We can't see you at four in the afternoon. Yeah. Be confident and say, hey, I've got some great news. We, you know, have a system set up to save you time and give you our full attention. Uh, And what that means is we do this kind of procedure first thing in the morning. It puts the value back on the practice. Yes. Yes. Instead of uh, going back and forth in arm wrestling. But again, the best thing you guys can do to support your front office is to hand off and specify um, if they're not physically in the office. Maybe it's a new patient calling. Let them know, hey, we have specific times where we schedule uh, a new patient so that we can give you uh, undivided attention. So focus on what's in it for the patient. That's uh, a theme that we talk about quite a bit. 
Um, so if you're looking for more guidance or you guys want a sample template, if uh, you want to talk a little bit more about how we can uh, work to apply this to your specific situation, just email me, amy at bradygroupllc.com. You can also call me anytime, 800-592-7239. Hey guys, are you tired of trying to figure out how to keep the schedule full without worrying about last minute cancellations and no-shows? What about increasing case acceptance in spite of insurance challenges? Or maybe you're trying to figure out how to stay on time and decrease stress caused by the schedule. We can show you how to get more new patients through the door, PPOs or not, how to shut the back door in your practice by improving patient retention and get rid of all those stresses that steal the joy away from your job. We're going to show you how to have fun and work better as a team. Join us on Friday, January 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon central for virtual Front Desk Goddess Retreat. We can get you registered. Just give me a call at 800-592-7239. Mention this podcast and you'll save $50. $298 is normally our tuition for the entire team for three hours of training and one bonus hour of live Zoom with me, Amy, personal practice coach. So you'll save $50. That'll be just $248. Give me a call now, 800-592-7239. I would be honored if you would subscribe to Front Desk Goddess Diaries, rate our podcast, and share it with your friends and on social media. From one goddess to another, this is Amy signing off until next time.